I'm Sarona Volta, and I'm excited to bring you Hype Women, the podcast. Sivangasi is on a mission to raise funds to provide young women with essential sanitary products. These are women from disadvantaged schools. Period poverty is a major factor that holds back an estimate 30% of South African girls from going to school during their cycle. Having limited supplies of sanitary products leads to an increased dropout rate and inadequate education, as well as low self-esteem. For once, it is so inspiring to see a tough guy fighting hard for the plight of women. Welcome to Hype Women, Siv and Gessie. Thank you for joining us. And we're not going to talk about your naked butt pictures, but ladies, if you're listening, you can go check that out on Siv's Insta feed. We're here to talk about something a lot more serious. Siv is going to tell us how he became a spokeswoman for period poverty. So I get this question quite often. I think period poverty is one of the greatest injustices of our time. And I think it's definitely, it's definitely a silent fight that I think many people are, are fighting. But it's a fight that affects not just women, but it affects men. But men love to act like it doesn't affect men, which is idiotic. Women didn't bleed once a month. There would be no men. You know, yeah. there would be none of us. I think for me, I can remember I was outside the Italian embassy in Cape Town. And I saw this young lady on the side of the street. And I thought to myself, how does she go? What does she do when she has her period? Yeah. And it started for us about three, four years ago. And I've been opened up a charity called Menstration, the play wow. Menstration. Yeah. And we've just been delivering and giving sanitary pads across the country, sanitary products. And yeah, it's been a passion of mine that it's, it's been unusual. I, did a, I had a men's health cover come out last month. And I challenged everyone to buy a men's health cover. And for every men's health cover sold, we get a pack of a sanitary pads for ladies across the country. Yeah, I saw that and I was really impressed by that. I mean, you've been a spokesperson for inequalities that women face like for years now. And I think one of the things that I admire about you is actually just seeing how you use your platform to A, call men out on toxic masculine behavior. I think I saw this last year when, you know, when Unine Metwenya was raped and killed at the yeah. post office in Cape Town. And that just made me think about why are there so few men speaking out about it? And what, how did you get to this place where you were not afraid of just speaking out? And I mean, it's, it's clearly wrong, but I, I don't ever see other guys saying how wrong this is and how horrible this is. It's quite interesting. So when you speak about racism and you, you, you speak about people keeping quiet that they're their accomplices. And I think any man who's not raping someone definitely yes. feels that rape is bad. I think a lot of men don't know how to word it. Yes. They don't know what to say. Yes. They're feeling angry. And the irony of it is that a lot of men feel hopeless, yes. right? Because they can't protect these women. There's nothing worse than a hopeless man, right? Yeah. So... Interestingly, I was raised with sisters so, and mothers and aunts. And when my mother feels hopeless, she speaks. When my sister is hopeless, she speaks. <laughs> when men feel hopeless, they retract. They retract and they go into their shell because they don't know how to word it. A lot of men don't have emotional intelligence to be able to word these words because wow. society told us to be strong for so long. Coming into this whole, yeah, so like you, not, you just yeah. mentioned, like the culture, the society, for so yeah. many people, it's not just African culture, it's Indian culture, it's, it's even European yeah. pa- like cultures, there's a yeah. strong patriarchy. 
How did you redefine that for yourself? I had no choice. I was raised by powerful, strong black women. Yes. Who just were like, in my culture, women are the boss. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't get it twisted. Like, it's the same as Indian culture, though. Indian culture, Indian people, the woman might act subservient, but actually they're in control of everything. <laughs> they feed you, they do it, you know what I mean? But they let the men act like they're in control. But for me, I was raised in, in the society that you, it was fine to show emotion. It was fine to be in touch with your feminine side. So that's how I was raised. I'm talkative. You know, I've always been in a leadership position. So for me, I've never cared what people think. What people think of me has nothing to do with me, really. And then I just started plowing, man. I started getting involved as much as possible. Started to educate myself. I made mistakes. I'm still making mistakes. But I do think it's unrealistic for women to expect men to change overnight. I think, I think that's a not realistic at all. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think you have a man who's been told his entire life that you are this amazing being and you can do what the hell you want and women mean nothing. And yeah. then suddenly it isn't like that because it never was like that. I'm keen to engage with men. I think I got here because women were very keen to engage with me. And I was open to learn right. and I'm learning. I'm learning day by day and I'm trying to improve myself and I make mistakes and I fall along the way, but I'm nothing close to where I need to be. But yes, the men's health cover, that was a pretty huge milestone, don't you think? And I know I watched the backstories of how you got into shape and I was actually very curious. I was like, oh my goodness, what is he eating? Why is he, I, I know that you're trying to cut away the fat and just get very defined, which you did. And that was amazing. How did that happen? And how has the response been? It's one thing being able to convert my body and make it something yeah. else. Uh, that just taking, does take a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work and a lot of grumpy days. But I think what's gotten the most attention is how the most, the manliest magazine, which is Men's Health, Yes. I convinced them. This is the second time I've convinced them because I did a, they gave us a 10-page spread two years ago and all my celebrity friends spoke out against gender-based violence, which is another big thing for them to say yes, yes to. And then this time I got them to print on my front cover for every men's health board. The sanitary pads will be bought for young ladies, which is just a bit revolutionary. So I think the big attention, apart from my body, but I mean that whole angle about buying sanitary pads for young girls is quite a, got a lot of attention. And I, I'm, I'm very proud about that. I am too. So well done on that one. How do you stay focused and motivated? In, in a previous interview that you did with Anela, I think you mentioned that, you know, one of, one of your strengths has been super authentic. And at the same time, you're very opinionated. How can women learn from this because you also said that one of the things that you have is the, the male privilege that you can say what you want to say on social media and at times you get away with it i definitely feel like having a penis doesn't let me say everything that i say there's many people with penises who could say what i say and really struggle i definitely feel like consistency is key i think if you flip and flop left and right i think your message will never come through like, for example, if one moment you're calling one woman a bitch and a fat slut, and then the next moment you're going, I love women, yes, queen, <laughs> I'm fighting for women. No, no. It doesn't work like that, hey? Don't do that. No. It doesn't work like that. But I think there's a lot of those double standards on, on social media. There's a lot of those yes. double standards in society. For me, I think consistency is key. When I do make a mistake, I think people are quite fast to forgive me. And I think it's because I, I have that, the, the comedian thing attached to uh -huh. my, my brand as well. People let comedians say anything. Uh -huh. And then I think a lot of cool times, I think some people underestimate my intelligence. 
So that helps me a lot of the times because a lot of times like, ah, oh, it's just him. And then, which in that moment, it's actually perfect that they underestimate my intelligence. I think for me, I just, I think the key, and I'm, I'm not talking to women. I'm, there's no way, I'm, I'm definitely not lecturing any woman. But what I'm saying, I think in any shape, form of me, I think consistency is key. Authenticity yes. is key. And when you do make a mistake, just be honest about it and say, I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a mistake. I follow these feminist groups. I don't agree with everything they say, but I'm continuously learning. And, and I'm that's learning a start. And, that's and, a start, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely a start. And I, I think another thing with, with, for example, like this whole thing that's happening with Black Lives Matter. Yes. The violence and the anger, it's part of it. Yes, you know, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. But I think a wave of violence, anger, but they need to come in a place where people get, are willing to share and educate people, right? And I think for me, the wave of everything, like you can hear all our women are angry. They're upset. Yes, yes. But along the way, I jumped on when they were angry and upset and I, I was willing to learn, occasionally get sworn at, yes. occasionally get told off, occasionally I fight back and then I, I'm like, okay, cool, sit down, just learn. But I do think there needs to be a part when people want to en- should engage more with men. 100%. And a lot of women are going to say, it's none of our business. It's yeah. none of our business. I understand that. Cool. But if you want things to change, then it is your business. Yes, you know what no, I, mean? I, I totally <laughs> agree with you because a lot of these conversations, the problem why there isn't a lot of change happening fast enough, I think is because the people, I mean, like if women have this just amongst themselves, and you're not reaching out to men, then you're not, you just always keep in this conversation as like sort of the gossip amongst women. And the men who have the power to bring about the change are not in on this conversation. And I've had this happen even in workspaces where you would have a, a, a boss who is just, he's a good guy, but he just doesn't know what women are talking about. And he's like, well, tell me more so I can make these changes. And I think that is the constructive part of this conversation. And this is kind of why I got you on here is because how can more men realize or how can they become more open? How can they engage in this conversation? And how have you engaged with other men in your communities about these topics? Okay, I'll give you an example. There was a, a video going around about, it's quite a sexual video, so I'm gonna, this is an 18 restricted video, but I think this yeah. gives an example. There's a video of a lady having sex with a man, right? And you see the penis and you see the vagina and they, the man's wearing a condom. The woman takes off the condom and then they carry on having sex. It's funny, right? Yeah. Because that's consensual. Yeah. Then at the end of the video, they put on, you know that man with a, with a coffin? Oh, yes. Yeah, so that video, that video. It's gone viral. Yes. The lady took off the condom, and then they carried on doing that thing. So then then my guy friend in the group shared a video of a man taking off the condom and carrying on. Then the video, then I said, no. I said, that's not consensual, I said. I said to my friend, that's not consensual. So power dynamics are different Yeah, it's different because she doesn't see that you're taking off the condom. That's not legal. But the interesting part about it, is I said it in the group, the boys group. Yes. And I got, I got fight back from my guys. They fought back at me going, stop being sensitive. And I said, no. I said to one of my friends, you have a daughter. So you have a sister. We all have sisters, right? So I think it takes small little fights. Those WhatsApp messages. Uh-huh. It's about calling out friends and going, no, that's wrong. Or be able to go, no, you hear that niggling little voice? Listen to it. Say it and speak to it. It's, a, it's about those little battles. 
And you're obviously not afraid of that kind of confrontation because, I mean, even as women, we hear these kind of small little supposedly inconsequential jokes amongst other guys that we know who are friends. You always think, oh, well, they always say it's just a joke. But it's, it's not. These are the kind of things that have this ripple effect of playing out and making it acceptable to treat women. So, yeah. So, and that's where I'm at. I'm there. And, and, and I think it's, I can't expect every man to have the kind of confidence that I have. I, I think that's unfair. Yeah. I, I think it's unfair to feel like every single man, it's unfair to think a grade eight should stand up to a grade 12. That's unfair. That's yes. unrealistic. Do you know what I mean? But I do think it's about changing things where you can. For some guy who's listening out there and, you know, he doesn't have the confidence, he wants to speak out. What would you say? How can, you know, even women who are raising young boys, what do you have to say to them? The language that we use or the confidence that we Uh instill. I was raised by a mother who was very, like, very, 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 very particular about success. Yes, tell us more about your mom. She watched what she said. It was always, you will be successful, not I want to be successful, Uh right? And these continuously, over many years, continuously fed me the information that I was going to be amazing and incredible. So I I think it's interesting to be able to, I don't, my mother wasn't always perfect, Uh but she was consistent. Yes. And I think consistency and authenticity is the secret to this fight. So continuously, it's about, okay, cool. I'm part of a rugby team. In the olden days, we used to go through a huddle and we'd go, okay, boys, we're going to rape these guys. We're going to beat them. We're going to treat them like little bitches because they're little yeah. pussies. Yeah. That's one sentence and there's three six, uh, uh, sexist comments in them. <laughs> and those are rugby huddles throughout the world. Yeah, exactly. But one, day, but one day I said in the huddle, as a captain, I said, hey, boys, we don't rape other people. That's wrong. We yeah. can't use that because we all, you know what I mean? There's women out there who are getting raped continuously. Let's use other words. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. I've raped at laugh jokes, cracked rape jokes. Yes. There's no way I'm perfect. And if you're a feminist watching this and you're saying you're perfect, you're talking shit. If yeah. you're a feminist and you're watching this and you think you've been continuously perfect your entire life, utter bullshit. There's no way. There's no way that you've been perfect your entire life as a feminist. Like, and I don't understand how you want to treat people like they should be perfect for the entire life. No, that's bullshit. I'm sorry, feminists. Mm-hmm. You're listening to this, it's not possible. It's not possible. And I feel like consistency is key. You know, we all make mistakes. Like I went to gym today, but tomorrow I might not feel like going to gym, but the next day I will. You know, it's, it's definitely, the question is, how important is the fight to you? Because there are prices to pay uh-huh. for speaking up. There are prices to pay. And what has it been like for you? Because, and this again is just trying to get people to build up this courage like we all see it we all know and as you said you know i think feminism in itself is something that has recently developed and it's constantly developing like when i was in university i studied law and then during my studies gender and equality was a new subject that got introduced and even i like studying this was like how is this ever gonna work out because this is not gonna happen in today's society because back then it was so clear that it was a patriarchal society, this is a woman's place, and there's no way she could challenge that. But of course, 10 years later, I look at that and I go, wow, that was pretty progressive for back then. And now I see it all evolving, and and you're right with this learning process. Devil's advocate, 
So <laughs> I think social media has ma- definitely made us feel like we've definitely come in huge strides and jumped. Yeah. Can you remember in the early 90s, women burning, burning bras and standing up in South Africa, marching to the, to the buildings, be able to go, no, we want to be equals. Burning their passes in South Africa. Women fighting to be able to drive. Women fighting to be able to vote. Women fighting to be able to go to work. Women, you know, fighting to be able to go to church. So women have made incredible strides before this 10 years. Because I think a lot of people look short term because obviously me and you can only look at our, at our years. Yes. But women weren't allowed to drive, go yeah. to school. You know what I mean? Like those are definitely big strides that women have made even further on. Like Saudi Arabia, women are driving now, you know? <laughs> women are fierce, unbelievable people who do incredible things. But it's easy for us to think that these last 10 years have been the biggest growth. But they weren't, in the early 90s, they weren't able to drive, you know? They weren't able to go to school, you know what I mean? They weren't seen as normal humans. I just want to see people tweet less, share less stuff on social media and just do more and be proactive. What does that look like to you, like the the practical part of it? What what were some of the changes you want to see in society itself? I want sanitary pads to be free. If we continue to live in a society that doesn't have sanitary products and sanitary pads free, we'll never get get where we need to get to. We won't. We won't. I'm sorry. So no matter what changes happen over the last 10 years or 100 years, if a young lady has to pick between a loaf of bread or a packet of pads, we have not gone far enough. I'm all about that, right? If a woman reports a rape and she's not believed, right? She has to, she has to continue to try to prove herself and they asked her what she was wearing. We haven't come far enough. So in, in all these kind of, if young girls during this lockdown would prefer to be at school, but because for six to seven hours, they're safer in a school environment than they are at home because they could get raped. We're not far enough. I, I don't care what strides are being done. I'm not happy with where, where we need to be. I think sending peasants to be free. I think I totally uh, agree men, with who this. Rape women, men who rape women should be shunned by society, should be not welcomed back in our society. They must be abused and hurt in, uh, uh, when they go to jail. They must be treated like murderers because we need to know who's done all these things so they can move into our societies. We need to know who the rapist is and how far are they from schools. If someone goes on bail, they, they cannot, people, a lot of people who go on bail are raping kids again. Yes. That's, and that's ridiculous. And uh, a lot of times it's, it's people who know the kids. I, I think it's also relatives and it's also, you know, in some cultures, in some societies, women sort of protect these perpetrators by having strong men speaking out against it. You also make it okay for women to not protect these men, I think, mm. because either these men may, may be breadwinners or whatever, but there is pattern in our society to protect the perpetrators in some, mm. some instances. Yeah, you'll only truly be tested when the person who rapes someone is someone who's close to you. Yes. Right? Then, you can, that, then that's the only time you can truly judge what you would do in that scenario. Because a lot of people, it's easier for us to judge. The yes. question is, if my best friend raped a woman, what would I do? I would like to tell you that I would shun him for my life. I would definitely. Yes. But I would only really know in, in the situation what I would do. 100%. And I know that it's the same as this thing with racism. Yes. It's so easy to make Donald Trump the face of this thing. Donald Trump didn't make racists. Donald Trump didn't create racists. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> the racist was there. You know what I mean? The, it, he's he just and made it easier sorry? for them to come out of the woodworks now. Yes. Yeah, but they were there. You know they were there. Mean? It's not like they were there. So for me, I think the system just needs to be, we need to change the system. I agree. I, I really need to change the system. And what do you think it starts with? Like, I mean, I know that you say we need to change the system. I 100% agree with you. But small baby steps. I like that you speak out because I think more people need to speak out, more men need to speak out. How do you think that the whole patriarchal society needs to be redefined? And this is the ironic thing because you said that in, in African and Indian culture, women definitely have a lot of control. However, somehow we still support the patriarchy. What does it look like in a a change in society. If I have a child yes. and my child wants to wear pink, he can wear pink. That's my child it. wants to wash the dishes, he can wash the dishes. My child wants to be a princess, he can be a princess. Gone are the days when it's blue and black, and blue and yellow. I mean, you know what I mean, blue and pink. Leave that behind. If you want to be a princess today, let me be a princess. If you want to be a queen tomorrow, let me be a queen. You know what I mean? Let them be. It starts there. It starts in the playground. It starts in the playground. Yeah, it's played, it starts there. You know what I mean? Like, if your boy does something wrong, boys won't be boys. Boys will be accountable. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I think it starts there. Boys will be boys my ass. And for me, what's quite interesting, so I speak out a lot about women, right? Yeah. But irony, I get asked a lot, <laughs> are you gay? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like first of all, my sexuality is not, it's not even business. Yes. But, we have to change the face of who speaks up. It, it can't be middle-aged white men going, no. we love our, no, it needs to be cool, everyday men. Every men day. who look like you and me. Men who play rugby, men who love musicals. We're just going to change the brand. We need to reinvent what this is. I personally feel I'm too flawed to be called a feminist. I don't think I'm there. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think I know enough. I, I get called it often. I just feel like speaking out against injustices is like me stopping at the traffic lights. I don't stop at the traffic lights when I'm driving because I want to. I stop at the traffic lights because I have to. I have yes. to stop. You know what I mean? I have to stop at the zebra crossing. I have to let the person cross. I don't stop because I want to. And speaking out against injustice should be a norm. 100%. Don't pat me on the back. Well why are you patting me on the back? No, this is, this <laughs> I is a norm. Celebrating this. So like, but I repeat, I'm nothing close to perfect. I'm flawed as fuck, right? There's parts of, my, there's parts of me that I need to be better. Yeah. I need to do better. I need to, you know what I mean? I, I need to aim to do better. But dear woman, you cannot expect men to change overnight. That's impossible. And I say overnight as a thingy. I yeah. think it's a gradual process. And it's, it's quite interesting. On social media, a lot of women have separated themselves from society because I feel like patriarchy, society is part yeah. of this thing. Yeah. And women are part of society, are they not? So it's, I, the ironic part of it is that sometimes I think there's a, a, some accountability that needs to be done of going, I've been involved in mistreating other women because I feel like, you know what I mean? Yes. I've called her a bitch, I've called her a slut. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not seeing enough of that. I'm not seeing enough of that, right? <laughs> I still think it's all part of it. It is but all part of it. The, You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the key, I think, is men. I think the key is we need our men to change, but we start with our boys and our boys and our other little boys and, and men amongst us. I have a WhatsApp group and someone shared a porn picture. Now, yes. I have nothing against porn. Judge me if you may. But that WhatsApp group, one guy said, this is not the space for that. This WhatsApp group, no porn's available. Okay. Cool. We respected that. But I do have other WhatsApp groups that share porn and we say nothing, right? Uh-huh. Unless it's something that's, that, 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 that is unconsensual or that kind of stuff, right? But like the issue of what we have in society, we need people to stand up for themselves. We need people to take the risks that need to be taken. We need people to know that there's a price to pay if you do talk out and a lot of people aren't willing to pay it, uh-huh. right? They're not. And that's, that's you can't that, force That's it. where we are at the moment. And just to quickly wrap this up, how can people learn more about your menstruation? Is yeah, it? my charity, yeah. Yes, charity. It's not online. It's not online yet. It's just, I'm just doing stuff. You can just check my, my, my Instagram. It's Sivan Gacy. I have some stuff on it. I'm more on the ground than anything else. You won't find a social media about it. Okay. We just do our stuff and we, we just do it. And we're not, we don't care if people know or not, but a lot of people have fun to donate and we're really liking it. Okay. So thank you for, for joining and uh, we Thanks look forward me. to update. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, you know what to do. Tell your best friends, your mom's neighbor, or the lady on the bus. Tell your boss and the trolls of the internet. Until next time, like, share and subscribe.